Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast. Episode 28, a big winter preview. With me, George, and as always joined by Tom. Big gaming release. To my unfortunately timed bodily release. <laughs> How's it going? I'm good, thank you. Uh, Tom, do you want to give people... No, you aren't allowed the wheels of this part of the show. I'm not. I'll take them on a grand tour. You do that. So, Tom, starting off, we're going to have a little bit of news coming up. And in there, we're going to talk about the fact that it's okay to game now. It's not a dangerous habit, but we'll have more on that. That's good to hear. And we're going to go to our feature, which is the big games of winter. Lots of people got in touch, share their up-and-coming dream games and we previewed our big hitters that we want to see in Santa's sack and then spread all over the floor on our faces that next morning then it's the listener stingray the main part of the show the bulk of what the whole building's built around at the bunker it's the listener stingray where we look at people's pickups hashtag stingray's boot and then Tom the show ends with a little bit of the main man himself, the Stingray, new releases. Then I ask you what you're hoping to play, and the show begins when I ask you what you've been playing. I have been playing this week. Uh, I picked up Overwatch on the Switch. Mm, yeah. It was a little bit disappointing. On the Switch, is it like a top-down, 2 <laughs> twin-stick shooting game? <laughs> no, uh, close enough, though. So what was a bit of a, what I'd class a bit of a botched launch because the game released to tie uh, on the same day that um, the rest of the game was being updated for the Halloween event. So what you had is, I thought, right, great. I've woken up. I've pre-downloaded Overwatch. I'll have a game. I've woken up. Result. Result. Yeah, I'm alive. Uh, (laughs) I'll... um, I'll have a I'll have a match before I go to work because I was up early with the with the, the baby and um, so turn it on. It says you must download the latest patch. That patch didn't go live until seven o'clock that night. So can you imagine? Right, just for a minute. Does that mean you didn't go to work because you were waiting <laughs> to play? Yeah, just like no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. <laughs> I want to play a game before work, so I will wait. So the game was completely unplayable for a whole day. Just. I know this is like first world problems, but if you take into account someone who might have booked the day off and thought, I really, like as people do sometimes, like really looking forward to a game and think, I'll book the day off, I've got a spare day's holiday. You imagine doing that, you just wasted a whole day. Like you can't play the game you've had the day off for. I think that's a really bad botch launch and they, they had the whole politi- political thing that we won't touch on too much at the New York, New York event that was cancelled uh, by Blizzard. Um, well, they kind of left Nintendo to deal with the the mess. So, yeah, well, a little why bit. Why was it cancelled? Um, because of something to do with Blizzard and the Chinese riots. But again, it's political. We don't do that on the show. Don't, so, does the Chinese company own part of Blizzard, and therefore they couldn't be deemed to be being controversial about what's going on in Hong Kong? Is if that's correct? That's correct. I don't listen to real news because it's horse muck. Wow. Um, Fire yeah. it up. Yes. Let's put um, them in the right direction and watch them. So, the, so down. Overwatch Switch runs at um, 30 frames per second. Um, I never used to think that was a problem until I've played the PS4 one and the Xbox version. And you can really tell, sadly. I recommend if you're going to play Overwatch on a TV, 
you get it on PS4 or Xbox One. Obviously, if you've only got a Switch, then get it on that. But if you want to play on handheld, it's great. It is cool to have it portable like that. Um, you're going to need a Wi-Fi connection to get anything out of the game, though. Um, but it's just nice to be able to, I don't know, play in bed or play on the toilet. But anyway. How long does one of your toilet evolutions last normally? Depends how long the match is going to last. Do you play that whole match with your pants and trousers pulled down? Absolutely. Why? How do you wipe? You scarring the viewer, the, the viewers, the listeners for how life. Do you, how do you wipe? Do you find like a safe space in the match <laughs> to like wipe or do wait, you leave Wait that? till the end. How long does the match till, last? Uh, upwards of 10 minutes. So you've got your own feces smearing around your back passage for 10 minutes while you play this game, sat there with your trousers <laughs> down, completely naked. I don't think toilet gaming's the future. Do not. I think it's a little wrong. When you call it out in the cold light of day, it sounds very strange. That's people who, what? Do you... F- people who own switches, that's what do we do. Do you flush we play away on the your waste matter or do you sit on top of this said steaming pile? <laughs> um, flush. Give it a flush. So yeah. do you go for a flush while you're doing a reload mid mid round? Yeah, or? yeah. Um, uh, Hang on, reload. Multitasking, multitasking. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been playing Overwatch on the Switch. Uh, and Red Sounds Dead. like the cart from inside the Switch, the Overwatch one, should probably follow your uh, brown submarine as it slips <laughs> down the course of Porcelain Causeway. Um, speaking of which, there was no cartridge. I downloaded digitally anyway um, because I knew... It's nice to just have it that you can click on it and play. I wasn't bothered about the box edition. But they released the box edition mm. with the download code in it. So no physical copy of the game other than the box, which is disappointing for some people, I'm sure. So you go down um, the shop, you waddle down the shop. Yeah. This you is pick up your cans of Rockstar Energy Drink and your Russell's Burger <laughs> and a plastic case. And a hair panzer hat. Yeah. A, a clear plastic case containing a piece of paper. Yeah. Good times. Well, you get, yeah, you get the, I suppose you get the case for your shelf, as Oscar will no doubt be pleased. I, I think you've probably gone a little bit too news tonight on the what you've been playing. What else you've been playing? Red Dead Redemption, more of that online. Um, I did. Who's won a prize? I don't know. I feel like I should be allowed to talk about the best game ever made. Episode 28, we've not gone one episode without that word being mentioned. It is the best game ever made. <laughs> Pick a winner. Otaka Bram has won some muscles. Oh, gone off ones. Yeah, yeah. stinky ones. Um, Don't eat them. No. Unless you want to. Well, if you've got a switch, Otaka Bram, it might be a good excuse <laughs> to spend if, more time. Yeah, if you've got a switch and an un, un, uh, a non gamer partner, you'd you definitely might... be. Getting to the Grandmaster yeah. level of Overwatch. Breaking case of emergency. Just have them in the bathroom ready to go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've been dabbling in Red Dead Online again. Um, I watched the PC trailer for that the other day. It's a minute long and it's just... Yeah, I've watched that. Awesome. I feel like we'll probably see a re-release in the similar vein of GTA V when it went onto the next-gen consoles. The same, I think, they'll do with Red Dead 2. Which would be cool. Buy Maybe again. something to put your cup of tea on while you're playing another game. Ah, oh, that's never out of this tray. It will be on PS5. Hopefully so. There'll be some. Have you stuff. been playing anything else? Um, yeah, one last one. Um, 
friend of mine picked up the PlayStation as I've discussed last week, and we've been playing Street Fighter Five, which has been enjoyable. Mm. I must have another moan about. I've got a few gripes this week with gaming. Oh no, Go on, Capcom in that game. What have they done wrong? Just microtransactions in general, disgusting. I Prices like microtransactions. I hate them. Oh. Um, I think, yeah. I thought you it, said they're the future of gaming. Give me a free <laughs> game and then just let me buy the content I want. That's oh, what I'm yeah. happy about. I'm sure. I don't want to pay 60 quid for Street Fighter. I only play one character. <laughs> That's a good point, you know. Well, there you go. If you only play as one character. But no, I, I, um, I don't, so... Kind of wanting all always these just lifting the blinkers back on your world, and you're yeah. like, Oh, that's scary, put them back. Yeah, I hate the rest of the world outside the bunker. <laughs> um, well, you don't live in there anymore, do you? You've gone off with your woman, you're estranged, you leave me here on my own. Yeah, I ventured out one day. And Speaking of which, Hair Crowther spilled some creosote near the aft <laughs> ventilation port. I had a fever dream based on what I've been playing, Concrete Genie. Mumsy found me outside in my I don't know, paint-splattered Y-fronts having scrawled obscene images across the walls of the inside and outside of the bunker. She has been working night and day with the whitewash. Play the game, live the, the game. game. That's exactly <laughs> what I've You been have doing. definitely been into that. Just before we move on, sorry, because I need to ask you what you've been playing. Uh, I downloaded the free trial of Mortal Kombat 11 over the weekend as well, uh, which was very generous of them, I thought. Hmm. It got me quite hooked and nearly bought it if I'd have had more money but yeah that, really good beat that was that. the aim of the free yeah trip. obviously yeah yeah um, <clears throat> strong strong uh, advertising skills there but yeah really good recommend that if anyone's into the beat em ups but yeah it's only polite to ask you what you've been playing as we creep into the 15 minute mark I dare to say really no you're alright that's good well here we go, listeners. Here's a feature you thought was dead. Tom brought it to life and then left it dead and unloved at the back door like that puppy he got for Christmas that weed too much and he didn't want the responsibility, so he let it die. I want to bring in Love, Leave or Lair, Tom, for Concrete Genie. What's your thoughts on that? I've not played it. What do you think about the feature, Love, Leave or Lair? Your, oh, your you know cutting edge feature you brought in to sandwich between what you've been playing and the news. And I'm going to throw in Concrete Genie and I'm going to give you a little run through and tell you whether it's a love leave or left. Go for it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Before I launch into that, do you want to know what I've been playing this week? Concrete Genie. Other than that. Other than that, you've had more? Yeah. More. We'll have a quick fever run through if you okay. like. Okay. GTA 3 on the PS2. Don't know why, but I've been wanting to have a look at it. I've also reloaded um, GTA 4, and I wanted to play the opening sort of 10, 15, 20 minutes of that. Cuz, like, let's go bowling. All that, and I've, uh, in a way, I st still galvanises my thoughts. That's the best Grand Theft Auto we've ever had. Story-wise, I agree. Just in every way, the feel of the city, the lot. Oh, actually, I think San An is the best overall one. Then four for the story, then five just for, obviously, how much you can do in it. Four just always felt like a more real place. Yeah, it feels very small, though. And I've also been playing Dark Souls. Lies. I don't believe it. I swear down. Mm-hmm. Yes. One? Yes. Demon Souls or Dark Souls? 
Dark Souls. I've got Demon one. Souls, but I haven't yeah. played it. I've never dabbled in that, actually. So I've got Dark Souls. So I beat the dragon, and I got out, and I was like a crow or something. So I know that I've... And I remember <coughs> this, because when I first started playing, I thought, oh, I've played this before. The only reason I think they're hard is because they require a lot of patience. If you can get past that, you will complete it eventually. Well, I think the controls are janky. That's why it's so hard. To oh, play. yeah. Um, the I think the early... One and two. Oh, from very... software games, the Emperor's New Clothes of Games. It's like I release. Let's say we release a mediocre podcast, but tell everyone that it's just because you don't understand it. I from see. Software, I see your point. An unquality controlled piece of blob, and then they're like, "Well, you know, you're not hardcore unless you can play this game." Mm. Zero deaths. Yeah, that's where I'm at. That bit is a lie. I died a Definitely. lot. Definitely. <laughs> I died a lot, a lot in. Uh, two and three at the start the learning curve it's weird how now have you played one before no it's it's very janky I think they probably yeah. improved it for the sequel and three but you not you've not been playing the remaster then it's the ori- original original mm, I've got playing. it on PS3 oh, okay. these games are cheap enough when they there is a, the there is rumours of Demon Souls being remade for PS5 isn't there but yeah just give us a new game already I think the fans want Bloodborne too, don't they? More than anything. And I'd take Sekiro too. Okay, well. But yeah. So, Concrete, Concrete Genie. Genie. Love, leave or lair, Tom? Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's not a lair, or a liar, as you would call it. Liar. So you can cover up the pit from the world's worst PS3 game, because it's not going <laughs> in there. And you can tell by the way I'm talking, it's not a leave either. I think it's a love, and here's why. You're this little kid playing this world. It's a fishing port. Bad feelings taken over and it's made it all dark. There's clouds and other bits and bobs. And there's these bullies that kind of run around in this town that stop you from being able to do the paintings on the wall. Some stuff happens. You get bullied. Your book gets taken away. Page gets animated. Then you start getting these powers. Everything you've seen in the trailer with the graphics and all that is really good. Probably not as free-flowing an art package as you'd expect. Don't yeah. feel you're going to go up there and tag your name on a wall. Yeah. That ain't happening. I'm so sure it, is it templates that you can draw? Or? Yeah, little yeah. like templates and stencils, mm. basically, that you're putting on. Uh, and you create these genies with the tool sets that you get given and you collect. And then they're used to sort of operate in the gaming world. So you can call them along walls and they come. It's a little bit like... Um, do you remember that Zelda game that came out for the 3DS that you got all animated about? The... Link between worlds. Yes, where you could like shift. And yeah, you go on the like the and um, you kind of spread yourself around a corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they do that, and you can they ask for things to be painted on the wall, which you can do. Mm. Uh, generally, the first bit of it's a bit of a collectible, but it's short. Is but it the price reflects that at twenty four ninety nine? Have you finished the game? Yes. Ah, Two so more things to find for the plan. What would you? say is the running time for an average playthrough that's good on the platinum eight and a half hours to finish it with a platinum okay maybe a bit more yeah between eight and twelve it's not a bad thing this time of year either to have a short game to get stuck into and just enjoy over a week where's a weekend a weekend either or I did the same with um, Mario Odyssey a couple of years ago got it for Friday and I think I Finished it by the Monday evening. Wow, but, I thought that was a lot bigger game than that. Yeah, this is like playing from the first like world to the 
last one. Obviously, uh, there's a lot more. You can go back and collect all the stars. Was it stars? Am I? Yeah, I think so. Okay. But the collecting side, uh, there's there's obviously a lot more there. But yeah, that sounds very good. You'd like it. I think if it comes down in price a bit more, you should pick it up. Yeah, obviously this time of year there is a lot of competition. And um, and for the young gamers out there, Devin Zilla. Yeah. Game Boy Matty. Definite pick up. A family friendly title then. Very family friendly. Uh, did you play with the VR? Not done that yet. Not tried it. No. Another games I've been playing, Ratchet and Clank Trilogy on the Vita. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Something tells me I was playing something on the PSP. But my mind gets away from me. Tom, have we dragged on with what you've been we playing? We have, yeah. Let's video game news show on. where the two people on the mics played video games in the last week. Dangerous territory. Yeah. Dangerous territory. Let's move on the... Um on from the self-indulgence. Yes, it's the news, Tom. We scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, do you want this, or do you want me to lead the charge forward? Uh, I'll go first if you want. Okay. Capcom the Necromancer. What's this all about? James has been busy. He has. Capcom, currently riding high off the back of franchises like Resident Evil and Monster Hunter, uh, and also Devil May Cry, says they plan on bringing back dormant franchises as well as developing new IPs. In Capcom's 2017 investor report, the developer... 2019? What did I say? You said 2017. Oh I wouldn't normally pull you up for that, but that's a bit wrong. <laughs> In Capcom's 2019 investor report, the developer says awakening dormant intellectual properties is one of their top three priorities, as is developing new brands. Mm. Capcom last year released a wildly popular Monster Hunter world and broadened the appeal of one of its hallmark franchises. And in 2019, remade the classic Resident Evil 2 to resounding critical and commercial success. The new report also notes that Capcom plans on continuing to develop remakes of popular games from other platforms. While the report doesn't make clear which franchises Capcom plans to revive, we can think of a few very exciting possibilities with uh, Breath of Fire, Dino Crisis, Lost Planet and Final Fight. Any others? What would you like? I think... It's fairly well covered there. I don't think we're going to see another Street Fighter for a while because it's currently played a lot of the um, is it the Evo gaming tournaments a, a hell of a lot. What about Dead Rising? Oh yeah, that's a good one. I'd like to see Lost Planet seeing that mention there. Mm. I, I enjoyed uh, the first one of those on the 360, wasn't it? It feels old game now. Yeah, it, it probably will, but again, it could, it could be... It felt like one of those launch games, but it was a launch game that never came for a long time, isn't it? Mm. Um, the second one was better. But it's one of those you used to look in the magazine and you see like the potential of like what the games were going to be like, and then Lost it's Planet just, was a sizzle. Really. <clears throat> it was, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of dormant Capcom franchises. Well, I don't think you need to worry about that too much. There's lots of 16 and 8-bit gems out there. Yeah, balance is restored. Next bit of news, Tom. Despite words to the contrary this week, the story's confirmed. All's Fair Love Consoles, publisher private division, went on record to confirm the following. The Outer Worlds is enhanced for both Xbox One X and PS4 Pro. It includes 4K text and resolution Xbox One X and PC, and upsamples to 4K from 1440p on PS4 Pro. It looks great across all platforms. We're excited for players to experience the Outer Worlds on October 25th. If fans stick around, Tom, we've got a little bit more information on Outer Worlds in our, in our preview. 
Excellent. Looking mm. forward to that. What's your thoughts on that? Nice to see unilateral support. Yeah, obviously, I, I found from it a very Microsoft s- Game Studio. Yeah, I found it very strange that obviously the they'd come out and said it was just going to be the Xbox One X and PC, and then obviously they've had the wrist slapped and yeah, realised they that's naughty. Don't do that. Yeah, quite a large market. October twenty fifth is going to be a busy uh, Friday. Definitely. What are you doing? Be picking up Call of Duty. The tumbleweed rolls. <laughs> Why are you doing that on launch? Is it that big a game? Yeah, should have previewed it. I just I, I'm playing a lot of online gaming at the minute, so I tend to. Why looking forward to that. Well, for the online. Oh yeah, yeah. What about story? Yeah. Mm, I'll maybe give it a try. You, before I lose faith in humanity, you best give us a last bit of news. I will. It's okay to have another game. Mm. There is, a, is little evidence to suggest that gaming addiction is a clinically unhealthy habit for young people, scientists claim, calling existing fears exaggerated. Researchers from Oxford University and Cardiff University believe obsessive gamers are likely to have underlying frustrations and wider psychosocial functioning issues away from consoles. After studying more than a 1,000 players and their caregivers, they think they're... Excessive gaming could actually be a symptom of underlying frustration in life rather than a cause. If you're playing games in a potentially unhealthy way, is this a cause for your problems or is it just another symptom? Are you blaming your runny nose for the fact you got sick? Good point. Professor Andrew Prozowski, Director of Research at the Oxford Internet Institute and co-author of the research, told uh, PA, what we found was if you like you don't have good relationships and you don't have a sense of choice in your life and you don't feel confident. Hmm. Ever been a problem for gaming, Tom? Um, I know no, he's always... banned you from the console a few <laughs> times when you've rage quit and thrown your new controller against the wall, but other than that? Um, I would actually say it's given me some good memories and helped me with... Um, problem-solving ideas. Uh, I, I, I really think it definitely has a strong... I have to deal with problems at work, and I think, like, real-time strategy games, puzzle games, yeah, stuff like that. real-time strategy games. I'd, it's I'd, the ongoing <laughs> myth of the show. <laughs> I, in the past, I have, and, and, and sort of puzzle games, things like Zelda, like Dungeons, and things like that. This stuff gets your brain working. I just... I've never understood why people just use video games to blame for so many things. It's like back in the day where you get so, oh, don't sit too close to the TV, your eyes will go square. Yeah, okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> what about Johnny Go Lightly we went to school with who ended up with square eyes? Did he? Yeah, actually had square eyes. Wow. Hmm. Oh, he must be a mysterious case then. He is. He lives in a darkened room in his mum's back bedroom now. <laughs> Next door to PCSO, Ross Kemp. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Is this another character for I us? I forgot his name already. Hopefully, Adam <laughs> the Heist, yeah. who's listening, pen boys. Better get the easel out. It's time for Johnny Go Lightly. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing his current creation, though. That, well, that you time, gave me a teaser taste of. By the time this is live, the pitch will be live. Awesome, that's good news to hear. But going back to the um, 
psychological effects of game, and it's something we'll probably look at in the future of doing an episode. What on. about my concrete genie fever dream I had, high from creosote? <laughs> perfectly natural. Is that fine? Yeah, that's absolutely fine. It's a normal bodily function, perfectly natural. Yeah. Okay. I think, um, as well, it, it gives people... We're not all millionaires. We can't afford to go and do these things we're doing in video games in real life, so it gives us a chance to do stuff that we couldn't do. Hmm. Like get in a time machine, go back to World War Two, and kill a load of Germans. No, not as such. I think I don't know racing a sports car around a track. Yeah. Playing in the Premier League, <laughs> wrestling in the WWF. Speaking of which, oh my it's time. God. Couple of last bits of news. No, one more bit. Two K games stand up because. You should be ashamed of that wrestling game you're putting out. I I've been were... looking at previews of that. The characters look awful. It, apparently, they've done it in this style to sort of celebrate 25 years. Since the <laughs> what? Icon- they give it PS2 graphics? Since, yeah, since the iconic Legends of Wrestling series. <laughs> Get it sorted. It's Do not, it now. It's not going to be sorted. It's coming out. It will look like that. Not the game. The whole thing. Get it sorted. Stop churning out this yearly garbage and do it now other news well they've been um, told Fortnite uh, chapter one ends and chapter two starts is this going to be the show that's remembered for your sort of two, near, virgin on near two hour rant <laughs> I will wrap this up quick I just thought that I, me and you have played Fortnite before when it first came out we've not really paid much attention to it since but I did think that was very cool how they got rid of the map and replaced it. Nice way of doing it. But there's problems in Fortnite, isn't there, that we had a chat about at the start of the show, which we may discuss further down the line. That's not for now, is it? No, no, that now. no they don't. Tom, did we miss anything? Do you have an opinion or take on the news we might have list listeners? If so, Tom, how would they collected, and I mean collected thousands, how would they get in contact with us? You can reach us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com or direct messages on Instagram or Twitter. Now it's time for the beg. Oh, the beg. Listeners, I must ask, so many of you listen to the show, yet so few five-star ratings. What's wrong with you? This great (laughs) show appears free on your smartphone on a weekly basis. All we ask is that you stop. What are you doing? You stop, drop and roll, Tom. You stop. You drop the app, you flick open the area that you will listen to the podcast on, and you press five stars. Technology is so good these days, you don't even need to stop listening. What's wrong with these people? Yeah, we, we would like a few more reviews, definitely. Ingrates. Sorry? Ingrates. Ingrates. Not mm. grateful, are they? Mm. All we want is a like. Let's not get star. rid of the listener base too quick, because... I don't feel like I've said that much. No. That's all we ask. I suppose suppose I've just ruined our potential for any 2K games interviews, haven't I? So, while we're on the subject... You're knocking them off one at a time. You had that controversial opinion about Nintendo Switch Joy-Con drift. Yeah. Then Overwatch Blizzard have got it. Yeah. Yeah. All getting it. I got their press veto through the other day. Don't mention in reference with Blizzard, Hong Kong or Tom. (laughs) <laughs> brilliant um, yeah so please give us a review and be honest as well Just if there's stuff you don't like about the show say no 
No, they need to say. Don't leave a review saying what they don't like. Mm, we want feedback of any type. Send us an email. Okay. But the reviews have to be golden. Well, we, <laughs> you know, we're encouraging people to go there because they don't seem to want to. I don't mm. want to encourage them to go there and put hate mail there. It's a very select few reviews that we have. We want to keep that a very nice place full of positivity. Okay. Welcome people into the show. What do you want the first thing people see to come up? Oh, let's give that unofficial controller podcast go. Let's have a look at the review. The one with the big air never shuts up, and the other <laughs> one is barely intelligible at best. <laughs> Neither of them has blatantly got a console or has played anything past Atari 2600. This show's absolute drivel. We don't want that there, no do we? No such thing as bad news. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Maybe based on that, people will be very intrigued. Maybe want to check us out. Yeah. Five, after that review, though. Yeah. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be brilliant. Listening, great podcast. <laughs> yeah. Thumbs up emoji. Thumbs up emoji all the time. So, yeah, please give us a review. Uh, tell your friends about us. The usual stuff in the plea. Um, keep listening as well if you're a loyal listener. We really appreciate it. Mm. Tom, much like your silent but deadliest, the beg began and ended. In and out. We don't want to dwell on that too much. We don't. What's going on with you? You're like a malfunctioning Robocop over there yeah. with your mic stand. What are you doing? We're back in business. Are you with us? I'm with us. Reattach your cybernetic arm. Is the speaker connected? We don't know. Done. Shall we move on? Lead on, sir. The range of the shower in your hands. The big winter games feature. Ooh. This week's feature is a discussion around those big winter games. As always, you guys got in touch to share those dreams of what you're hoping for under the Christmas tree uh, or as we edge into the new year. Okay. Very good. I'm excited, are you? I am very excited. First up, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Hold on there. The force is looking strong with this one as the big bad EA enters the Christmas market with a new game from developer Respawn Entertainment. Famous for Apex Legends and true underrated first-person shooter by the name of Titanfall 2. Mm. The other good news is that uh, this relatively new team within Respawn uh, has got people from God of War, Uncharted and Tomb Raider working within it. So they've got some good sort of experience there. Bring us your waves and strays. Yeah. <laughs> Jedi Fallen Order sees you as the young Jedi in hiding, Cal Kestis. Can I just say, with some of the team that worked on God of War, guy from catering, Uncharted. <laughs> <right>? Yeah. <laughs> These could be any role. The within, guy that uh, carried Amy Hennig's bag and Tomb yeah. Raider. The guy that designed uh, the little clip to hold the knife. The carabiner. Yeah, the carabiner. Yeah. Well... Moving on. Uh, yeah, so Jedi Fallen Order sees you as the young Jedi in hiding, Cal Kestis. After surviving the purge of the Jedi Order, which we saw in episode Is that three. his name? Sorry to interrupt. Is that his name? Cal Kestis. Yeah. Yeah. I believe so. I mean, it's a cool sounding sci-fi name, but it sounds like something that causes lower half of your leg to drop off. Are you going to talk over all of mine? So I will ridicule Outer Worlds, or can we crack on? I'm not here. I'm not ridiculing Star Wars. Okay. You weren't very order. pleasant about it earlier, were you? Well, there's no need to get hurt. It's not yours, is it? No, it's, it's not going to affect. It's whether... my Christmas game, is it? Yeah. Is this why you're so defensive? It of is. It? Yeah, it's that big, big Christmas hype game. 
So you're not going to unwrap this till Christmas morning? I think I might have it for my birthday, actually. Oh, that's a shame, because I was hoping yeah. to get it and finish it. <laughs> <laughs> even I'm not interested in it. It's a great game. I love the bit where uh, Yoda comes down on a, a, a wizard's broomstick and yeah. kills Darth Vader. No, he falls into they've a... Changed, <laughs> they've changed the cannon. Vader's actually killed earlier on. So anyway, now I've got some cream from a Calcestis. We'll move on. Ridiculous. <laughs> so the game is set um, after the Purge of the Jedi Order, which we saw in Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, um, which is going to be quite an interesting aspect to seeing what happened there with the last few fleeing Jedi hunted down, as I we always I wonder if you heard. were a youngling that was spared Anakin's blade. I don't think it's you that... you were already out there being a badass. Maybe. I don't think it's that big a leaping gap. I think this is probably... A couple of years at best. We don't know for sure, but um, the music is going to be composed by Gordy Hab and Stephen Barton. The former is often referred to as the John Williams of the sci-fi games music. Um, I know he's done Halo series or some of it contributed to it, right? And um, the other Star Wars Battlefront game, among others. So um, yeah, it's going to be nice to have the the gravitas of the scores to go with. The classic Star Wars sound effects, which is one thing Battlefront did really well, I thought. They nailed all those sound effects, the blasters, the thermo grenades, X-Wings, everything. They, um, the sounds is a particularly good part of that game. Yeah, audio is very good. I haven't played the second one, so I wouldn't know. We need to get that, I think, and give it a try. Do we it's, know? No, it's come a long way, apparently, with a lot of the updates. I'm kind of just done with it. It felt mm. a bit, it feels a bit janky. Yeah. Anyway, we better not digress. So Jedi Fallen Order is a third-person action-adventure game with a Dark Souls-style combat system and certain puzzle elements in the style of Metroid or Zelda with new planets and areas opening up uh, through your own exploration. The main enemy we have seen uh, is someone called the Second Sister who has been dispatched by none other than Darth Vader to bring Cal down and any other Jedi still in hiding. We'll Do get you reckon that's... Do you know any more about that Second Sister thing? I believe Am I been, allowed to ask questions? Um, I need to wait yeah, till yeah, the end. Yeah, no, you can. Um, I believe they've been featured... Um, I think there's like the ninth... I saw a, some footage the other day of the ninth sister who's like a... I don't know the race of the alien that she is, but she's massive and like a sort of Darth Maul, double-bladed No, so lightsaber. it's not anything to do with the Night sisters from Star Wars... Uh, I believe they've it? been in the Rebels series. That's where they've been seen. So they're trying well, to keep the it. Clone Wars. I thought yeah. they, that they were in the Clone Wars. I've not seen all of them, so I couldn't tell you for a hundred percent if they were in it. Um, yeah. So I don't know where this means we're going to get to see Vader himself in action and whether he's going to be like a secret boss. I think boss. we will, won't we? It's like Rogue One. I've not got enough confidence in my product, but I wheel out Vader. <laughs> yeah, but that scene of him in Rogue One is pretty good. I like it, but I. We never got to saw question, sorry, question, saw him. Question here yes. for, for Vader and that. I didn't mind him being in it. I didn't like the fact he was voiced by a now blatantly older man who sounds old. I know it's great that we've got James Earl Jones doing the voice, but when he sounds like he's having a go on his bloody inhaler, yeah. and I know that's how Vader's meant to sound, but he, he sounds older than he did when we remember him the first time. Couldn't they have got an actor or voice-coded him down a little bit? I mean, crikey. They made Moff Tarkin out of CGI, yet James Earl Jones' voice couldn't just be fleshed up a little bit. Did you notice that? Not really too much. I think. I 
think they'd have been in more trouble if they hadn't have had him do the voice. Mm, he just sounds a very different man now. That's my only... As soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, that's a shame. He doesn't talk in that scene, does he? He just comes through the door and just destroys everyone. Uh, in Rogue One. Oh, he's in other scenes, isn't he? Yeah. Director Krennig. How did I used to do the voice? Yeah. The, the only one I really remember is him just laying waste to that ship of rebels. That's a great scene. That's the one I'm mainly getting at is the fact that we get to see him just why everyone is afraid of him. And that's how it should be with the villain. And it kind of turns New Hope into a five-hour film. It does, yeah. Yeah, we're big fans of Rogue One, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so, among Vader, uh, it'd be nice if we maybe see some other cameos. I know Saw Gerrera's in there from Rogue One. He was uh, shown in a, an earlier trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, I think it just helps flesh out the the world a bit. If you see the odd familiar... I don't want like the whole crew just rocking up randomly. Oh, what a coincidence in a whole galaxy... It's when you were younger, here. you wouldn't have been happy unless that had happened in <laughs> Of the game. course, yeah, of course. That's how we are when we're young. We just want to be <laughs> pleased, don't we? You just want to, well, just remember they've got to balance that medium. Good you point. And, good you point. and a million 12-year-olds going to wrap that game on Christmas morning. Really? Not according to the difficulty. I find that Dark Souls-style combat not very inclusive for a game that's a very inclusive franchise. I think... They're trying to be a little bit brave here and say, look, we want to try and win back some fans. There's something that's a little bit edgy and cool. Mm. What lost them fans? Battlefront. <laughs> Microtransactions yeah. taking the mickey. Yeah, and never, never ever delivering on the game they promised they'd been going to deliver on for, what, five years? And oh, this, the... Um... And this gets made in 12 months. Does not scream like desperation. No, I have a lot of faith in Respawn. I'm a big fan of their games. Okay. Um, there's going to be some exciting new planets uh, and places to visit. Uh, from Zepho to Dothomir. Dathomir. Dathomir. Is that the correct term for that? And also the Wookiee planet of Kashyyyk. Uh, fans of the Clone Wars series will also know Dathomir as the Rancor planet. So that's definitely going to be uh, one to head to when you're feeling experienced enough. Um I did read there's a branching path very early on in the game where you can go to Zepho or Dathomir. Mm-hmm. Um, Dathomir is like the, almost like taking the hard route. So if you go there, you're going to have to really up your game, but it's probably going to be one to save for visiting later on. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, but it's nice, it's nice to have that freedom. If you want to take the challenge head on, you can. Straight away. Do you think if you... Well, that's almost suggesting you crack that and then from here it feeds into the end of the game. And if you're potentially good enough... Yeah. You can go straight to the end boss and have a go. Yeah, we've seen this in quite a few titles, really. I've given you the option of just have a go hero at the start. Yeah. Boss fell backwards on a pebble. (laughs) There you go. Smashed his head on a rock. Game complete. Trade it. Oscar and you, <laughs> happy. Very happy. Um, so it's certainly not going to be one for being uh, relatively easy. And, well, apparently, um, we'll see. Because I've been playing Dark Souls. And if they rock up with a Star Wars game for the mainstream that's as brutal as that, 
I can see this... a lot of copies back on New Year's Eve when, <laughs> when kids finally get out from under mummy and daddy's feet and go trade in and then swap it for yeah, a copy. Yeah, th- there's going to be no autosave, so you're going to have to be very careful how you approach situations and think, have a save the game. Uh, so saving the game is done through uh, meditating, like Jedi meditation, and that will save your current progress and your experience. Like campfires. Bonfires. Mm. Uh, yes, similar to that. So wow. that's um, another... imagine your twelve-year-old Johnny. You get this game. You're going to be down CEX looking for. It's going to be trading. <laughs> this is the <laughs> game the they dare ask for, isn't it? They'll ask for this, and then he can use this and as trading barter to get Red Dead Redemption or Grand Theft Auto Five. Okay, the game they really want. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's going to be an experience for uh, for everyone, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of experience, this one's not going to be like dusting crops. Um, as Respawn have promised different levels of difficulty ranging from Jedi Knight to Grandmaster what do you think to um, I find it having like I think that makes it more accessible because Dark Souls you have no difficulty choice that's the big difference there is you can choose to make it it depends whether the round it depends whether around the mechanics of a Dark Souls game you can have the difficulty and still give someone an experience that they yeah. enjoy and remember. Because that, let's face it, Dark Souls style combat is basically being referring to broken, janky controls and whether you've got the patience to persevere with them or not. Mm. I they think... don't want to make they don't want to make <sighs> this game that, do they? No, I think the another big difference is if you. I don't want to upset Dark Souls fans with the lore and stuff, but I don't. I never really played Dark Souls for the stories because I didn't really understand the lore that much, and I just enjoyed the challenge. Um, I think with Star Wars, you've got to have a strong narrative um, that isn't overshadowed by punishing difficulty. Because if you have that, it takes you out of that narrative, and you're like, "Oh, I just want to get past this bit now." Because so so this difficult. game's coming out in time for the new film. It's got nothing to do with the new film. No, but obviously it's that relative marketing advertising of they see Star Wars Star at the Wars, cinema. Star Wars. Yeah. Star you know Wars. how it is. Um, Come out of the cinema, feel fired up, go back to your bedroom, start winging your Superman or your Master of the Universe sword around. It's like you know my life. Do you know what? <laughs> I'm going to ask Mumsy for a copy of this for my birthday or Christmas. Oh, yeah. No, that's that. I was role playing you. I was method. Oh right, okay, yeah. that's me. Anyway, Tom, someone else has snuck down the chimney. We need to do the release date for Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I'm all ears. It's out on November fifteenth, two thousand nineteen, on Windows, PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Is that the release date you're and looking for? Yeah, I'll, I'll. Well, I'll probably have it wrapped up for my birthday, um, and. It is currently fifty four ninety nine, I believe, on uh, most online retailers and in the shops. Is that the release date you're looking for? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Same okay. Was. The barber who games has snuck down the tree with a bag full of goodies, Tom. A bulging sack. This is what he's got to say for himself. Definitely Death Stranding and Shenmue 3 with a special mention to Romance in Saga 3 Remaster even if it's technically a game from 1995, just glad to finally get the chance to play it. So that's the Barbaroo Games, what he's looking forward to. Do you want to take the next person sneaking down the chimney after <clears throat> the mighty Barbaroo Games? 
Yeah, uh, my gaming space also uh, had, he says, I've had Death Stranding on pre-order since May, which is rare for me as I never pre-order games. I don't think I've ever looked forward to a game so much since Super Mario 2 for the Game Boy. Well, I have to say my gaming space sounds hyped, Tom. It does, yeah. So uh, we'll move on to our next title on the Big Winter Preview. Pokemon Sword and Shield on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it's nearly time for a new generation of Pokemon to arrive on Nintendo's home console handheld hybrid. The new title comes from longtime developer of the series Game Freak, with a whole new map to discover called the Gala Region, which is said to be heavily influenced by Great Britain, with small villages, stone houses, and green sweeping hills aplenty. Uh, well, maybe if you look hard enough, you'll see uh, Farmerton. Where's Farmerton? Where we live. Just in case a new listener had arrived, welcome to oh, the of village course, of Farmerton. Yeah. yeah. And the uh, abandoned nuclear bunker we live in and transmit from the abandoned BBC recording studio from within said abandoned bunker. Very good. Everyone's up to date. Everyone is. Uh, the soundtrack is also meant to have a strong British rock vibe, which is quite cool. Um, this game sounds quite cool. Yeah. What's this out for? Nintendo Game Boy? Uh, Nintendo Switch. So they've upgraded slightly. Oh. Your three new starters are Score Bunny, the fire starter. Grookey, the grass starter, and Sobel, the water type choice. Mm-hmm. Um, a welcome addition this time is a wild area, which is said to be similar in size to two regions of the Zelda Breath of the Wild map, where wild Pokemon roam and compose a th- real threat due to some of their high levels. This is the Pokemon game we possibly always wanted. I don't think it's quite there yet. I was sat there ready to watch that trailer when they said they were going to show the first footage of Pokemon Switch, thinking... This is going to be Breath of the Wild, roaming around, doing what you want. They're all everywhere, and it just looks like a bit of an upgraded handheld one. I don't think the mechanics of this game would play well if you could just access to any Pokemon you wanted from the get-go and you could see them all. Part of that's the surprise. I think if you take Yeah, I'm not saying like seeing them all. I just think they need to get rid of some of these ancient, like, the random attacks in the grass. It's like, well... How about roaming through the grass and you just, they're there, not that stupid like exclamation mark and you go into the, it's all like very old hat and I think it needs the Breath of the Wild treatment of just start doing some new things. They are, which we're going to mention now, which are the Gigantamax size Pokemon which look great with the crisp new visual style of the creatures. Uh, and it can alter the physical appearance for uh, the new and the classic Pokemon that are featured in the game. Uh, it blows them up in scale to give them a more epic feel, especially when you're going to be playing on the sort of TV screen now, um, compared to all the previous games being on handhelds, and hopefully add a new dynamic to the battle. Uh, with these uh, new giant Pokemon come some new attacks called the G-Max attacks, which um, I've been seeing some footage of that. It looks quite good. But again, I don't want to hate on this game too much because it's one we want to hype up for Switch owners. I just... I was kind of hoping for more with it. This is going to shift Switches and the Absolutely. Switch lights. Yeah, massively on the Switch lights, I think. And to be fair to Game Freak, it's their first step onto like a a console rather than a handheld. Mm. So Mm. they've got a lot of new development toys to play with, but they're known for moving at 
like a snail's pace. Snail's pace for um Give the player safe. Yeah. Every console every version of Pokemon that's come out has played it safe and it's sold gangbusters. Mm. So they're not gonna if change. If they ripped it a lot, out and they? changed the formula overnight, which is probably what you or I would like. Yeah. They're gonna alienate people that like turn based battles. Yeah. I, I I agree with that. I think that's probably why we see the and games is, we is, see from them. Is turn based battling really built and does it complement handheld gaming? Yeah, I think think it does. You definitely. can be halfway through a turn on Pokemon, get off the bus holding the controller, mm. not have to worry about anything that's going on, <coughs> yeah. then start walking home and press X and your move will be executed. That's pretty lenient on a handheld. That's kind of what they're about. Mm. I think um, the, the battling is always hopefully going to be turn-based, which I quite enjoy. I don't want to be like controlling the... The character out of poker, poke on tournament, where you're sort of using them like a beat 'em up. I think the turn base works well, but yeah, I just like to see a, a little bit more modernization in it and bring it into. Would you like to see it where you kind of shout the move at the controller? <laughs> no, 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 I don't want gimmicks and stuff. That's not a gimmick. Controller's got a microphone in it. Yeah, no, I just like... slash. Hmm, I don't know. Charizard it's... Ember. You no. don't want that. No, I just think that it's a cool idea. I was taking away the fact that then you don't have to press X. It might be if you were. Let's just for a moment imagine this is a Pokemon simulator, and you were to simulate a Pokemon match. Yeah. You let your Pokemon out of its ball. Yeah. And then, like you would a sheepdog or some other animal, mm. you bark instructions at it. So why do you look so aghast at the idea that you might say <coughs> Pikachu electric? Yeah, no, great idea. I just don't know whether it'd catch on, um, as you see sometimes with alternative control. They don't always, well, like voice say, command. Like, okay, um, think let's about, say... Think about this for a moment. Who would have thought a geek would get into the idea of walking around and doing very embarrassing things yeah, in public yeah, with yeah. their phone? Pokemon Go. Yeah. Um, do you use voice command on PS4? For some stuff. Yeah, I've just never used it. I, I think um, there it aren't any games to... that I've got that utilize voice control, but I use it mm. in the dash. Yeah, I just think it'd probably come down to personal taste as to whether you want to sort of command them or you could hit voice. the button. Yeah, if you're afraid of saying out loud words. Mm. Yeah, could be dumb. That's why I think it's always got to be turn based. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. A uh, little bit of info um, for Pokemon Sword and Shield. The file size was recently revealed uh, at 10.3 gigabyte, which is sadly going to take up a good chunk of those Switch me uh, internal memories, which are uh, 32 gigabytes. Wow, you've got to buy a new console every time you get a new Pokemon <laughs> game. You can uh, get SD cards now, obviously, which I've got one in mine. Sadly, Overwatch has now taken up most of uh, the internal memory. and uh, So you've got to get a new Switch for Pokemon and Overwatch. I think this could be a bit of a problem for them further down the line, um, especially with the younger audience who can't go out and afford to buy a, like, I don't know, 100 gigabyte SD card. You're going to be like playing one game, delete it, play another. Does it delete your save or just the install? <clears throat> you can basically, the way I do it, it deletes the software 
but it stays in your menu, similar to the PS4, so you can access it and then re-download it again if you wish. Ah, okay. Um, Did you tell us when the game was coming out? No, it's uh, also coming out on November 15th, 2019, same day as uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, okay, well, new listener Tom, Dan Willyman, he says he's looking forward to Last of Us Part 2, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Dragon Ball Z, Kakarot. Yeah. So, Happy about that? Yeah, most Good of those out. There from the Willy Man? Yeah, most of those out, like, early 2020, really. Um Last Maybe he's going to ask for money for Christmas and do the right thing. Yeah. Put that to one side and get these with his Christmas money. Maybe he's a man of fruit. patience. A man of patience, good looks, and intelligence. Danny Willerman is almost the perfect man. So they say. Down the he wagon and horses. He wouldn't make a dodgy co host that wants to, I don't know, use his microphone like a punch bag. I don't know what he's we, very violent today. That mm. run at the top of the show, punched your mic. What else? You're not going to throw something at Mumsy, are you? Bottle no. of Pledge? Yeah. She's only got sight in one eye because of the Pledge incident. <laughs> pledge Gate from four years pledge ago. Pledge Gate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. You think we she's mu- looking at you, but it's just a glass eye. <laughs> we must move on. Uh, Finster Game has been in touch. Gonna be got o- to say? Going to be honest, there's not really anything coming out until next year that I'm particularly interested in. Probably just be dabbling in some retro games, older games that I haven't got around to playing yet for the next few months. Sounds like me, although I just keep picking up the games and putting them on the pile. It's it's not always a bad thing, is it, to not have lots of heavy hitters for the end of the well, year because it gives us a chance to catch up on some great titles because overall I think 2019's been pretty good, but not great. It doesn't hurt. There's a lot have, of good time, uh, good games to play. It doesn't but. hurt to have a couple of gen, at least two generations that go in your mix, and then your rainy day pass. So exciting! I've got Assassin's Creed Black Flag in that pile of rainy day. You know games. me though. I find it very difficult to go back to old games because I'm just like. Yeah, no, but I've I'll... never played that game. Yeah, even ones I've not played. Like I look on the PlayStation sales, and I'm like, God, that's really cheap for that. I'm not going to get it. Not interested. I'm interested in Black Flag. I'm oh, actually, yeah, you should that. be because you're the big, big fan of the uh, history the, and nautical, the nautical adventure games. So we've done fits the game. Oh, it's my turn. Stand back. Okay, so third and final. <coughs> Excuse me. Wow. Tom hunting for food round the back of the bunker <laughs> disturbed some dust. Had him sneezing all over the place. Last time that dust was shed from a human, they were born in the 1800s. Really? Yeah, true story. Maybe get the plague. Or worse. (laughs) So, Tom, third and final game, Outer Worlds, released in this October, developed by Obsidian, famous for a favourite of mine, Alpha Protocol, but probably slightly more famous for Fallout 76 and KOTOR 2, and I think they made the original Fallout games in their infancy uh, started before this game was started before their acquisition by Microsoft but it's still releasing multi-format and as we heard in the news fully featured wherever you play it yeah now prior to E3 2019 Outer Worlds first trailer did a good job of setting the tone and style of the game it sets up the basic premise of the story which takes place in Halcyon the furthest colony in the galaxy owned by corporations we play as a customizable character who's lost in transit on a colonist ship. You await decades later than you expected to find yourself in the midst of a deep conspiracy threatening to destroy the colony. 
Very interesting. Uh, you'll also encounter different factions around deep space who are vying for power. One of the most exciting aspects of Obsidian's upcoming RPG is the companion to be able to recruit during your deep space adventures. Of course, you can kill them, but <laughs> you know what they say, it's dangerous to go alone. Mm. Every companion has their own unique ability to help you in combat, and you can customise and kit them out however you want. Each of these companions is also said to have their own companion missions, and can leave your side if you don't like uh, what you're doing, not unlike Mass Effect or Dragon Age. I don't think you'll be able to uh, sleep with these individuals, though, Tom. Shame. Strike it off the Christmas list. <laughs> uh, even though the Outer Worlds has been referred to as a spiritual successor to Fallout New Vegas, don't expect it to feature full open worlds. I was misled by this, Tom. I was thinking it was like a No Man's Sky, slightly smaller with a solid story. Instead, Obsidian stated in an interview with RPG site that we've made up a series of large explorable zones across the solar system, something that uh, you may have experienced with the likes of the Borderland games. It sounds um, similar to Mass Effect as well, in that you go to these areas. Yeah, back in the day when we didn't know better, we thought we were experiencing the universe, and then when you actually got your hands on the game, there were about eight planets to rock and roll on, and the moon. I don't always think there's anything too wrong with linear titles, as long as the story is strong enough. The best games I've played are linear. Uncharted 2. Yep. Uh, I like the idea of the uh, companions there. That's, That's good to see. Nice I'd, way of mixing. I just want to get your thoughts on um, customable customable characters. Are you for or against them? Do you prefer to play as like a protagonist who is? I just go with the standard default guy normally. So I is, did that with uh, Shepard on Mass Effect. I, I can't imagine ever liking a character I create as much as I like Arthur Morgan, Nathan Drake, uh, Link. It's just not. I've mm. never been into that. I've never been. I don't want to. I don't want to invest in a really deep story game, and then maybe two thirds of the way into the story, and it's getting really good, and I'm hooked on the politically. Yeah. Regret my pink mohawk <laughs> glitching through the head of another character while I give this really heart rousing um, speech. Yeah, I even to the point where if I'm watching clips of an old game. So you tend to play old games. I'll go back and look at videos of them because I don't have a lot of old consoles. But a voyeur, yeah. Um, I uh, I'll, I, I, one that springs to mind is with the Mass Effect thing. Watching like a a good cutscene from Mass Effect, and then it cuts to the character, and you're like, "That's not my Shepard. Get it off. Get it off now." Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not. I'm not a fan of. Well, this is what they have to say on the uh, on it. They wanted to explore a focused single-player story while leaving options open to explore the different environments, explained senior narrative designer Megan Starks. Once you get your ship, you'll have lots of questions to explore specific to explore specific locations, with more opening because you finish quests or purchase new passes in game. What do you think about that game? Hype for it, Tom. It's on it's, my it's on my watch list at the moment. I have had experience with Obsidian. I got very excited for Alpha Protocol and it got destroyed. I mean, mm. I did get the chance many years <laughs> later to play it and yeah. enjoyed it for the jank and some of the story elements. Yeah. I look back now, I can't believe I played through that. I'm glad I did. <laughs> I'm glad I did. Well, it's the earliest one out, isn't it? Um, coming out next week. Uh, mm. Out of our uh, winter preview, so mm. do you think that'll get? The, are, are you going to be? It's been locked down. This game. 
legal have been on. This game has been completely locked down, so just be careful. Can't say too much. This is as much as we can say. Oh, right. Embargoed. Is it? Mm. Um, mm, never a great sign, is it? No. I thought I'd lob that out there so the listeners can understand that this game is in lockdown. Yeah. We only know what we know from what we've yeah. seen. The trailers make it look good. Oh, they do, but something's a little bit like the feeling I get with Jedi Fallen Order. Something's not quite right. I think that might be a theme with. All I think the that games might be. Yeah, I think so. Um, Just mainly there, but not quite the full featured ticket. I think yeah. that you, I know you're excited, like Pokemon Sword and Shield seems like the most bankable product of the There's a lot of safe games this fall, isn't there? This winter lineup is playing it safe. It's not one that will be remembered unless Death Stranding knocks it out of the park. Yeah, well, who Anyways. knows? Next up, we've got the uh, the McBainer strainer himself. Yeah, Tom. Now, just lie champ. yourself on the floor and crank your head back so <clears throat> Doogie doesn't have to put too much effort into slapping you in the McBainer restrainer. Okay. Uh, don't walk in type. Over the weekend, I was responding uh, in a humorous way to Doogie about the McBainer, McBainer strain, restrainer. And I called it the McCainer restrainer. <laughs> I saw that. And he wondered if that was... Uh, a way of stopping larger people getting access to their chips when they shouldn't. Viable option. It's not very inclusive. No. Everyone's allowed chips as a treat. That's what I would say. Yeah. Um, what's what's the Ayatollah of rock and roll, a higher top, the third turn book we've got to say for himself, Tom? As an old school Sega fanboy, the two games I'm most looking forward to have to be Shemu 3, sequel to my all-time favourite games, and also Panzer Dragoon, Remake on the Switch. Would love for that game to sell well and hopefully one day get a Panzer uh, Dragoon Saga remake. That game deserves more love. Mm. It's not going to Shem- sell that well, though, is it? Shemmy, Panzer Dragoon. Yeah. Uh, Shemmy 3. Mm. I I don't know where I'll get that. And that's crazy because I have Shemmy 1. As I've said my... to you a million times before and to the listeners on this show, if all the people that are hyped for Shemmy 3 had bought the original, Sega yeah. would still be about. Mm. Oh, iconic game, love it. Did you ever play it in nine 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 two thousand? No. Have you ever played it? No. I've got the sw- I've got the remaster on PS4. Oh, well done. Mm. I think Shenmue feel... Three is going to leave a lot of people like gasping for air, especially if it picks up right where two left off. I need to recap the story as well. well I've got, got a rough YouTube, idea. And yeah, walk yeah. Through. Yeah. Drink a couple of cans of cherry A. <laughs> yeah. So uh, are you gonna are you gonna be picking up Shemmy three? For sure, I went to I went but to play it straight away, as in like launch day hype. There's a lot of games out in November. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? If you Shenmue asked us, three is gonna be. In my eyes, it should be at the top. I think it's gonna be to the bottom, to the middle. And it's gonna get lost absolutely. In, it's gonna get lost um, in the crush. I think if you if you told us before we knew Shemmy three was even coming and said you're going to be able to play that in November 2019. We'll be like, we'll be there day one. We'll be getting it launched. I'll be there day one, and I missed out on getting the collector's edition because it wasn't much more money, but they'd also... Oh, right. 
Yeah, you get a little shadow box with it. So yes, it yeah, yeah. When I got the Yakuza one, it came up and I thought, I'll get that. Yeah. And it was like, sold out. Mm. Why are you showing me this if it's sold out? <laughs> uh, Tom. Often the case. I've got one word for you. What's that? Two. Bonus game. We said three. There's actually four. As always, the unofficial controller podcast on delivering surprises in abundance. So, what is that fourth game? Death Stranding, release date November 8th, 2019. First game by the, uh, well, jaded by Tom, Kojima Productions. Publisher is Sony Interactive Entertainment, and that means it's coming to PS4. Also available on 486 Gaming PCs, Tom. Death Stranding is the debut game from Kojima Productions, a new studio staffed by key members of the former Metal Gear Solid development team. It stars The Walking Dead's Normus Reedus, former Bond, Bond villain Mads Mikkelsen, and Oscar-winning director Guillermo del Toro. The genre is stealth, stroke action, with Kojima telling Japanese gaming production publication for Mitsu in May 2016. While not to say that it's open world, users who enjoy today's AAA games, The Division and Uncharted, etc., will be able to easily enjoy it. When it is announced, you might think, that's not outstanding, but you'll understand when you see it and play it. Hideo Kojima has gone further, describing the core concept to IGN in June 2016 as sticks and ropes, where sticks represent traditional video game interactions, e.g. punching and shooting, while ropes are about connections between players. Speaking at the Tokyo Game Show in September 2016, he hinted that Death Stranding would be an open-world game with online elements and something from another world. This is where things start to become a little less clear, Tom. Anyway, the plan involves Sam, Norman Reedus, who works for Corpse Disposal Team 6 as part of Bridges and the United Cities of America. Sam and his crew are retrieving dead bodies in a presumably near future, where world where animal life appears extinct and the environment is in ruin. If you see the oily beach from the first trailer, things get weirder when Reedus and his team are stalked by invisible foes who leave a trail of oily handprints and seem to detect people using sound. These enemies might be linked to the five spectral figures that Reedus glimpses at the end of the first Death Standing trailer. The baby, there's a lot of speculation about the role of the baby, from suggestions it's Sam's child or a metaphor for his real-life baby and or a form of transference device, allowing its holder to travel across parallel universes or altering the perception of time. Further theories get really wild, but it seems plausible Death Stranding will be concerned with time travel, parallel realities and relativity. So it basically seems to be a time-travelling postal worker simulator with childcare issues. (laughs) Uh, what's your thoughts on the, the uh, time-travelling postal worker simulator with childcare issues? Amazon Dispatch Man. Are um, you looking forward to that game? I was. That second trailer where it seemed to show a lot of um, like action and he was riding the bike and I was like, this is looking great. And then it's just lost me a little bit as to... I, part of me can see that game getting like sevens. Out of 10. Oh, I think it definitely gets sevens. Do so did think- Walking Dead. And quote a great man, seven out of ten is not a bad game. <laughs> Do you remember him? Days Gone. Yeah. All hyped, got his little code, did his little preview of Days Gone. Yeah. Chucked it out, they thought it was amazing. Next week he backs up, it's seven. Next week he reverses even <laughs> further, it's six. And the week later, it's ten out of ten classic. I mean, come on. 
up and down like a C State well, nine. At least I wasn't sitting on the fence that week. Um, on and off like a jumping jack. Um, yeah, I, I want this to be like good. Barbara the Barmaid's undergarments, really? locking at the wagon and horses. <laughs> um, yeah, this is. Uh, she had the trots. <laughs> really? That's not what you were thinking. Okay. All that. Right. Definitely not that. I want this to be really good. I, it's the first game that he's made that, you know, I can get on board with day one and it's not too obtrusive with its stealthiness, hopefully. And we can get on board for the four-hour cutscenes and the <laughs> walk for five minutes and another five-hour cutscene. Maybe it's time we all got on board day one with one of these crazy-ass stories. Yeah. Is Do you think he is just game? doing like a proper making it up as he goes along? Because he's come out and said, hasn't he? Like, oh, you, it may take two or three games for everyone to fully understand it and the story. And I'm like, hmm. Maybe it's, he will. Maybe the end of this yeah. first one, he'll be like, what the? Then you'll I play don't... two and it's really amazing. You'll forget about one because it was on that console you don't play anymore. Yeah. You'll watch a walkthrough and be like, oh, I remember the babies in the oil handprints. Yeah, that makes sense now. <laughs> We can but hope. We can but hope, Tom. We can but hope. I've got hope. I think it's going to be... It's going to polarise people. Some people are going to say it's the best game they've ever played and other people are going to absolutely just destroy it. I don't know where I sit. Probably firmly in the middle. I'm already thinking it's probably deserved of a 7 out of 10. Is it a lovely evil lair? We will let you know. We will let you know. Sending us to the bridge of Retro Gamer Thomas, my main three I'm excited for would have to be Death Stranding, Last of Us 2, and I'm intrigued by the Outer Worlds. Well, fan of the show, you've got all your dreams answered. Uh, that looks very interesting. I'm excited for Death Stranding basically because it looks like something completely different. I think that's quite a hard thing to do in the world of gaming these days. I'd agree with that. Yeah, that's a fair point. It's very hard to start a new IP. Imagine if for the last 20 years you've been working on a franchise and I got ripped away from you. It was like, make us a new game then, Hero. You think good with games? Yeah. Make us a new one. I want a good plot. All right, Sony, calm down. Let me get my crayons. <laughs> uh, Last of Us 2 looks as it will be awesome and probably will be as it's Naughty Dog. And let's be honest, they don't really make a bad game nowadays. Glad you put that in there. And finally, The Outer Worlds, which again looks something a little different that I could see myself putting quite a few hours in. Yeah, me too, Retro Gamer, Thomas. Yeah. We've slid into Tom's favourite section of the show. It's called Listener's Stingray. When the big man makes a house call, you'd better be ready. These guys got in touch to show us their pickups from Stingray's boot. You can too. Just hashtag Stingray's boot on Instagram or Twitter or email us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. Tom, are you there? Are you looking in the boot? Are you angry and ready? Are your hands covered in so much retro tat that you literally can't believe it? I Let's get this you. over with because there's some new rules in town for Stingray's boot. Oh, look out. The sheriff's in town. He's, he's sick on power. He's polished his berry badge. He's going to give us a lesson on listeners' Stingray. Six shooters loaded. Right, so we get a lot of Stingray's boots. Um, Thank you, listeners. We do appreciate them, yes. But we are only going to read out single posts. So if you've been multiple times in the they boot... They can put what they want in, though, still. Yeah, you can put what you want in. This isn't just for us. Other people look at this in their yeah. personal time. 
So we read out the highlights. How's that? Yeah, we read out the I'm highlights. I'm fighting for the, the listener. Boot. You're you in the role that. of Lord Ponsonbury. Yeah. And I'm in the role of the listener. I care for this. Okay. Who's up first? Mark Twigo, loyal listener. If you're looking for him on Instagram, Mark underscore Twigo. What's he found? Some Borderlands nice 3, games. Tailspin, Aladdin, Mutant League and Lemmings. Lemmings. Nice. And a Mega Master Controller. Nice work, Mark. Uh, Dougie McBain. Uh, he's got his, uh, received his community chest. Oh, I hope he ain't got another picture. No. What if he'd put another one in and this had been in there? He's, uh, he's a right, well, With yeah. great power, Tom. 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 <laughs> That's your new name, Tom. <laughs> Comes great responsibility. It does. Uh, yeah, so he's showing off his community chest, which was the monthly um, comments prize for the show this uh, this month. What did they get? What's in the picture? He's got some uh, classic Edge magazines, a couple of N64 games, uh, Dead Space 3 on the PS3. Nice. Ratchet and Clank cool. on the PS2. Uh, Tarzan for young Game Boy Matty uh, DVD. X-Files for himself. Nice. And, uh, various Full season things. of X-Files season one. Yeah. In time for Halloween, Tom. Someone was thinking... They and were. Buffy the Vampire Slayer also on PlayStation 2. Keeping that Halloween theme going. All the way to the back. Well, speaking of Halloween, Harvey Retro. The man with the greatest hair in retro gaming. Holds aloft a copy of Resident Evil Code Veronica with its pal. Unfortunately, like any pal case, it's took <laughs> a hit on the spine. It's took a hit to the front. Looks like it's crawled out the final level of Resident Evil Code Veronica itself. It does. Doesn't mean that the inside isn't awesome. What a great... Great little game. I remember getting that on launch. Have an absolute belt in time with it. Great game. Sharaban. 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 Uh, with his Panzer Dragoon selection. He's got uh, um, uh, Saturn Games, Japan Japanese. He's got Panzer Dragoon Saga on the Saturn, which is hard to find. Well done. But you don't seem to have the PAL boxes. Sharaban for your uh, the n- normal Panzer Dragoons. Yeah. Disappointed. Some would say, you've let yourself down. You've also let yourself down, Sharaban. Where's your Street Racer collection? Well, What's it, what's it got to come to? Retro Magnat got a copy of Steel, Steel Rats. Rats. What is this? It's, what is uh, Steel Rats? it's a downloadable title that got a hard copy release in Japan from memory. But I'm not exactly sure. STS Fonoco, Tom, there with their... Uh, Jet Set Radio vinyl. Oh, nice. Looks like Is a, that part of the Sega Data Discs collection? Might be. It's got an Autophon red needle, so it's uh, pretty good. Saturday Morning Pickups um, has got... Saturday, Saturday morning, morning Gamer? Yes, has been on a Saturday Morning Pickup. He has. Got himself a GoldenEye N64 cartridge, um, Donkey Kong Country 2 on the Game Boy Advance. Got himself a few DS games. Um, an NHL power play on the PlayStation. Very nice. Look out, Tom. My game in space is flexing up. Who's the unofficial now? I won't forget. I promise. Now, we remember <laughs> talking about ripping apart Stingray's listeners' Stingray, but you forgot that you were going to uh, award one of the listeners' Stingrays the unofficial Stingray's listeners' Stingray belt to be fought for on a weekly basis. So we've got to pick... By the end, you've got to pick yourself. This isn't for a prize. This is just 
like the hardcore belt, it's for the reputation. The rep. Do you remember saying that last week? <clears throat> yes, I do. Good. Good. You mm. want this, don't you? Take <laughs> it. Strike me down and join your father in the dark side of the force. Well, my game in space sounds a pretty good chance with uh, Bart Simpson escape from Camp Deadly. Yeah. I had that. Pretty Back cool. Day. Pretty I do cool looking artwork as yeah, well. Yeah, I like that. Otaka Brum, I don't know. He's just put a fluorescent light tube through the head of my game in space with his copy of Tenshu, uh, Front Mission, Bomberman and Ape Escape on the PSP. You're a big fan of the PSP. Oh my goodness. Retro Magnet just picked up the guy. Just... He's been on. He's been on. <laughs> Has he? Yep. Starcom. Otaka Brom, he doesn't get Why to come does back. Starcom have the Triforce on the wing of it? What came first? Don't even go there. <laughs> Otaku Brom, you can't mention his name, you've said it before. Even Rad. though he's got a blockbuster games place. No, uh, uh, stop. Yeah, You're okay, breaking your own rules. I am. I am. Radbash Gaming. He's just come down on a quad bike, jumped off, and slaps on an RKO Tom, but what's he brought with him? He's brought the Simpsons movie, Men in Black, various other video uh, videos, DVDs. He's got himself um, a Texas Chainsaw Mac. Massacre plushie. He's got himself Ready for a Halloween. Leonardo turtle piggy bank, which looks really cool. Yeah, very bizarre. Um, I've just had a swag of Lucasade to help me through. Here we go next. Ozcat's here with Mighty Number no. 9 on the What's, Wii U. What wrestling special move is he coming with? To you? What level of special move is that, Mighty Number 9? He's coming with a barbed wire chair shot to the head. Pretty devastating. Has yeah. he cleared the ring? He has, yeah. Just cleared the Does ring. Does my game in space He needs been... to make room for all his Switch collections, so he's just come in and... Has my game not... in space been on? I'm on Oscat. I know, but I've gone past him now. Okay. My game in space has been on, yeah. So is Harvey Retro, but that face and that game cover, Tom, how can you let that go? Radbash Gaming, been on. Unbelievable. Stuck in the pass lane, the guy who does... Old Polaroids. Have you ever seen him before in the booth? No. What's no, his no. special move then at this rate? This is high quality stuff. Well, he's a fan of the retro, like the old way of doing things. So he'd probably go with just the classic DDT on the outside of the ring. Is he going to, while he's got their head down in a tight headlock, does he use his foot to kick back the uh, the matting on the floor? Yes. To unveil the concrete floor? He's a man of class and taste. But he gets the job done. He's not a performer. That could kill him. So stuck in the past lane, he's picked up Pitfall on the Mega Drive. Tom. It looks in good nick as well. Lost on you as always. What's the tagline on his Polaroid? Old Harry Rocks. That's good, isn't it? Mm. Tucker Brum, you've banned him from the boot. This will be the last ever listener's Stingray. Good. Bite my pixel. What are you going to do instead of this? I'll come up with something. Oh, we can't wait. Love, Leaf or Lair. That lasts a week. <laughs> then you forgot what it was called. <laughs> oh, What's Bite My Pixel got? Uh, Nintendo GameCube game, Ace Golf, brand new. £25. £25,000, I tell you what, it's a good job you don't list things for sale on I eBay, know, Tom. yeah. I tell you what, I tell you what I'm going to have win. Spooky Customs, pretty new name to the boot, Tom. But that, for just for the Dreamcast pickup alone... They rule all of gaming. He's had some serious console pickup. He's got a GameCube, a Wii, an N64. 
it, the way he's presented the photos as well is is very nice. Spooky customers. Spooky customs. He has just come in with Can a I? flaming. I wondered if he's done the wrestling equivalent of blowing up Vince McMahon's uh, limo there. No, I was thinking more like coming down to the ring, returning to stake his claim to be the ultimate champ and what? just cleared everyone. Oh, right. He's Referee included. Retrovisions. He's got himself a copy of Tetris there in Russian as well. Mark.garish.gamers. Is he allowed to have a, a, his moment in the sun, Lord? Yes. yes. Sir? Yes. Is he allowed? He is. Do you want to read out what he's got? Or do uh, I have to do that? Touring cars. Formula One. Maybe next week we could just have like you sit there for 25 minutes while I tell you how good you are. How your hair looks. You've put blonde highlights in the front of it this week. How do you think I don't know? I'm trying to go for the Egon Spengler cartoon look. So. He's slowly going to dye it blonde. Yeah. A little bit Michael Jackson going white. It's going to take, <laughs> it's going to take us about 50 years, but we'll get there, son. We'll yes. get there. Yes, uh, that's correct. Bless uh, Michael, Sir Michael. Say sorry, Sir Michael. Sorry, Sir Michael. Uh, <laughs> Radbash Gaming, even though you've been on, you picked up Stand By Me, which is a great film. Breaks his own rules. What an absolute. Make him or break him. That's what power does to a man. It, it corrupts does. absolutely, doesn't it? Look uh, at him. The big man's here. Daddy's Zilla. Now, I see he's been playing this uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. I did have this. It's, it's quite a good uh, beat him up, that. Here comes the horn swoggle of the show, Tom. Game Boy Matt, he slid under the bottom <laughs> rope. <laughs> he's his... kicked Daddy Zilla in the shins and he slapped us up with a Scooby-Doo theme photo. Scooby-Doo first frights on the Wii and a selection of Scooby-Doo action figures. He knows how to... If I tell you what, as a two-year-old, he can arrange and, co and compose a great photo, can't he? He can. I don't uh, know what I was doing it to. I was probably making pictures out of my own feces. Retro Video Game World uh, has picked up Psychonauts on the PS4. Ooh. Very good. Retro Magnet, he's nope. only gaming he's entry in. of the he's week, but you're going to move him on. Game and again, uh, he's, been, he's in. been in. No, yeah, you got to be brutal. Look yeah. at you, killer of children. <laughs> Unbelievable. Undertaker throat chop at poor old Game Boy <laughs> Matty. Desperate to show shit. Next up, Iowa Retro Gamer. Uh, he's got himself. Are we back to the start? I think, you I think covered that last that. week. The man who hates Stingray's boot so much he reads everything out twice. <laughs> Tom, that's all the dips in the boot for the listeners this week. Don't forget, look at you. I don't want to leave the boot now, I'm in it. This is true. That's all the dips in the boot for our listeners. Don't forget to hashtag Stingray's boot or email us for your pickups to be read out. Tom, it's been brought to my attention that uh, last week's episode, Stingray made an even quieter entry than normal because there was no sound effect. Was there not? I blame you. You distracted James with a I bag did. of sweets. Well, he's not allowed that trick or treating because he's working on next week's script. So we've got to treat him all right, haven't we? Mm, I see. Is that the reason? Yeah, it's always thinking ahead. Well, I haven't got a problem going out because uh, Sensei Rius patrols the streets on Halloween. Does he? Children can just in case it. Michael Myers makes a, an appearance and he has to send him to. The dark place. He can knock out Michael Myers with the sweat <laughs> flicked off his forehead. Can he? Yes. Impressive. Most impressive. <laughs> <laughs> so the big man's coming up the drive. Why have you done that? Because it was your turn. Because it's a long drive and now you can do the no, spiel. No, we do the spiel. Then we do... No, first we do the story about his life. What's he been doing this week? Is it your turn or mine? He's been 
this running some good. reconnaissance for Ooh. the unglorious bar stewards. Ooh. He was dropped at night by, not by Daddy Zilla, because he doesn't like the plane like Mr. T, he doesn't like to fly. Right. Um, well, so d- so Major what- Tom stepped up because he's got his pilot license. Right. Only for, only for like those small training planes, so it's rather cramped. Stingray wasn't happy about that. We can confirm, though, that even though you mentioned Daddy Zilla, he was nowhere to be seen because he doesn't like flying. He was asked if he wanted to fly the plane, but he said, no way. Just for the listeners, who else wasn't there? All of them. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. They were all offered the job, and it took Major Tom to step up and fly the plane. <laughs> I love it. These stories are the best parts of the show. Yeah. This what, is where the listenership what he got goes down. In- Look, they, they finished at the end of Listener Stingray. So because we've got a worldwide listener base, he dropped in to try and um, improve the sort of standing of the show in some of the lesser known Ooh, this regions is a good of the world. Idea. I, yeah. can feel a, I can feel a feature growing, Tom. Maybe I could be talked into saying goodbye to Listener Stingray if we could do like Where in the World has Stingray been? And the listeners give us... They're not going to want to let the boot go because everyone likes to have their pickups read out on air. Maybe one day, Tom, we'll get to the point where someone has to send us clues and we have to guess where Stingray is. Maybe we take it in turns. That's cool. I like that idea. Because we're a worldwide show. Yeah. He could We'd, be anywhere. We have fans everywhere. So anyway, Tom. So he went off and uh, did some uh, promotional work for us. Nice. And a bit of recon, find out which markets are growing. Where Malaysia. podcasts are taking off. Thailand. Not Hong Kong so much at the minute. Mm, I'm going to leave that in because it's your time to skirt with danger and the legal teams of the Chinese government. You know? Yeah. Take them on. <laughs> Feeling big. I've got a sense of race back in me. Look at you. Please edit that out. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. Have the strength of your convictions. Um, the same anyway, this is conviction turning... that gave. Uh, what was that motorbike game that you really liked where you killed zombies? Days gone. You called it Walking Dead earlier. And anyway, you, <laughs> you haven't even mentioned the fact of what I've worn tonight. Bonus game Tom's wearing a Mario t shirt, which he's Mar- wearing underneath. What, are you trying to show me the bottom some more of it? No, no. I was just hoping you would. Take time to appreciate. I've actually put the Mario onesie. It's oh. more a T-shirt, but it's on. What about the crotch hair? Is it clean, or is this a couple of weeks unwashed? Crusty, crusty. Been sat playing Overwatch in it a lot, so you know. What can you say? Oh, we know that releases some bodily fluids from Tom. <laughs> I guess he's here. No, is he here? He's just ripped up the drive. Look at that, Tom. Is it me, or is there some rust developing on the front wing area of that stingray, of that bluebird? Yeah. He needs to get that sorted. Brian's garage needs to... Brian, Brian's bodywork, which is like his spin-off, just to avoid tax payments. Oh, so, uh, is that the side of the company starting his daughter's name? Yes. Yeah. Brianna. Brianna. Yeah. Brianna of uh, Farmerton. <laughs> Brianna of Farmerton. Anyway, it's time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled between some counterfeit nappies and a dodgy copy of Battle for Endor this week? These are the new release highlights for the week, October 14th to October 20th, 2019. Listeners, these are out on phys- digital or physical. 
or will be by the time this podcast is in your feed, but could be region dependent. A small stumble as I ran for the bushes as fire <laughs> opened on me, Tom. But I think I got away with a bullet in the bum. You That's survivable. I know that because I've seen a couple of You war do films. survive every week in that readout, don't you? Just. Mm, no. <laughs> I think there has been a few fatalities. I think if the listeners went back to some of the earlier shows, <laughs> they would be wondering why some of them were four hours long. And that's because I attempted to reread the intro that many times. And we couldn't. We didn't have James the Work Experience we to edit the show. Yeah. So it was a car crash. <laughs> Worth listening to, though. They're almost like live episodes, aren't they? Because they're just done in one take. Mm. Back when we had, I don't know, Mumsy and Lord Ponsebrew listening, so it yeah. probably didn't matter. No. Maybe they could go back and find Easter eggs to braise with now. They could, I'd like Do you that. remember saying this about Days Gone? Yes. We do, yes, thankfully. Do. Uh, first up, Children of Mort. Wait, wait, wait. What's up? Do you not want to go through... Because no doubt you're going to pick the game I really want to talk about. No, I've picked mine. I've already got it, so. Okay. Lead on, friend. Children of Mortar, PS4 and Xbox, available October 15th. Become a member of the Bergson family as you hack and slash your way through endless hordes of enemies in this procedurally generated, narrative-driven roguelike, either alone or cooperatively. Experience not only what it means to be a hero, but to be part of a family. Question, Tom. You're a new listener. What's a Mummy Mummy? So Mummy Mummy is the game we really want this week and that we will get out of the Stingray's boot. Why is it called a Mummy Mummy? I don't know. That's kind of what we used to say, isn't it? As kids like, Mummy Mummy, please can I have this. That's the reason. There you go. <laughs> what have I picked? Well, by default, Tom, I've managed to find a copy, a retail copy of Daisy, October 15th. Daisy is an unforgetting, unforgiving, authentic open world sandbox online game where each one of 60 players on a server follows a single goal to survive as long as you can by all means necessary. There are no superficial tips, waypoints, built in tutorials, or help given to you. Every decision matters with no save games, no extra lives. Every mistake can be lethal. If you fail, you lose everything and start over. Scavenging for supplies and roaming the open world never feels safe in Daisy, as you never know what's behind the next corner. Hostile player interactions or simply just struggling through severe weather can easily turn into an intense, nerve-wracking moment where you experience every real emotion. On the other hand, meeting with another friendly survivor in Daisy can lead to a friendship that lasts a lifetime. Hmm. A lot of these zombie survival games, isn't it? This next game, Tom, is worth... It's, it's cr- getting big scores. I was going to say, this might be my mummy mummy. I did some independent research on this, and I'm yeah. actually intrigued by this game. It's like a point-and-click adventure, though. I think some yeah. people might get tricked into thinking it's Something a bit nice more than that, but I don't know. Uh, Disco Elysium is a groundbreaking open-world role-playing game. It's available on the PC October 15th. You're a detective with a unique skill system at your disposal and a whole city block to carve your path across. Interrogate unforgettable characters, crack murders or take bribes, become a hero or an absolute disaster of a human being. Okay. Here's... uh, I thought you'd be going for this. I keep threatening to download it, but I've never got round to it. No, we need to be very clear here, don't we? Because this is getting confused with Outer Worlds. I did wonder why they decided to pick a game that, let's face it, has got a very similar name and coming out within weeks of each other. Clever anyway, marketing. 
<laughs> which one's the pony and which one's the thoroughbred? <laughs> we'll let the fans Which decide. one's the nag destined for the glue factory and which one have you just bought, Tom? Being a horse expert, I should think you've brought the one in with the bandy legs and dodgy looking teeth. Absolutely. Out it's of, the glue pot. Outer Wilds, PS4, October 15th. No, I'm reading this out. I just called it Outer Worlds, I think, as well. Outer Wilds, stick with me, you won't go far wrong. Outer Wilds on the PS4, October 15th. This is the game you want. Welcome to the space programme. You're the newest recruit of Outer Wilds Ventures, a fledgling space programme searching for answers in a strange, constantly evolving solar system. Mysteries of the solar system, what lurks in the heart of the ominous dark bramble? Who built the alien ruins on the moon? Can the endless time loop be stopped? Answers await you in the most dangerous reaches of space. Hmm. That's my mummy mummy, is it? What have you got there, Tom? I've got Overwatch Legendary Edition on the Switch, Ooh. which is my choice this week. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I've bought this. Um, you've got some unkind things to say about it, and what so did I. What's it written? Tom's words are false. This game is a 2D version of an average game at best. <laughs> that average game won Game of the Year in 2016. It, it will be... Um... It would probably be more widely received by me if it wasn't one of three colours of your gaming palette that you paint with on this show. You've lost me. You have three colours on your palette that you paint with on this show. Overwatch, Red Dead Redemption. Phalo Blue. And Lord of the Rings. Battle for Middle Earth. Okay. They're the only three games you refer to, ever. Okay. Maybe a combination of those colours, like maybe a little bit of Red Redemption, maybe a little bit of Lord of the Rings. You might talk about Lord of the Rings 2 Towers on PS2. Hmm. No. So from mixing the colours a little bit. Yeah. Mixing the colours a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, next up, we've got The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt Complete Edition, which is out on the Switch um, as of now. Ooh. Um, Have you downloaded a... this? No, because it's the same problem as Overwatch. If you haven't got any other console than the Switch, I highly recommend you go and get The Witcher 3 if you're into those sorts of accident, accident wouldn't they be better RPGs. Off, wouldn't they be better off if... Do Switch owners want to play Wild Hunt 3? Absolutely, yeah. I think Witcher there's a, 3 Wild Hunt. Do they really? I think there's a lot of people who, who want to play that on the Switch. I think it will sell okay. Um, let's talk about it a little bit winner of over 250 game of the year awards the witcher 3 wild hunt is a story driven open world adventure set in a dark fantasy universe where you play as uh, Geralt of Rivia mercenary monster slayer uh, the complete edition contains every piece of downloadable content released for the game including two massive story expansions hearts of stone and blood and wine it's the perfect opportunity to enter this world for the first time or relive the adventure on the go I think um, I've heard that DLC is really good mm. It has had a obviously graphical downgrade to get it running on the Switch, but it's nice if you haven't got any other way of that playing it. That might be one of the most Nintendo-friendly things you've ever said, a slight visual downgrade to get it onto the Switch. Mm. <laughs> to me, it looks like they've taken a good-looking Xbox One X game, PS4 game, whatever it is, Yeah, and... I think the game looks quite nice. I've never played it, but it certainly ticks most of my boxes, so maybe I should play it. But when I've seen it running on the Switch, and I, I don't have a particular champion to champion here, but on the Switch it looks like a Dreamcast game. Like, wouldn't they be better off just getting a cheap Xbox One and playing it on there? I don't know. People buy 
Nintendo machines for Nintendo games, it's a bonus if you get stuff like that. I just wonder if this... They, does this game translate well to a, a mobile handheld experience? This is what I'm... The quests aren't exactly... Oh, yeah. You I, get on I, the bus, you do a quest, you get off, <coughs> that's sorted, it's automatically saved. No, not at all. I think um, it belongs on a big screen. So as a bit of gaming advice to the people that listen in, they hang on your every word, Tom. Buy this or shun it. I wouldn't say shun it because otherwise other stuff's not going to come to the the console. But are we going to see everything coming from now on in, especially with the advancement of the consoles coming in the new generation? Is it all going to be just so downgraded? They are going to have to... Are we back to Modern Warfare on the Switch again, Tom? I know you yeah. wanted to say it was a really good game, but even on the you... Wii. Yeah, um, you couldn't even do that. No, I think uh, they're really going to have to bring out an upgraded Switch next year because they just won't be able to compete. Do they uh, feel they need to, though? Maybe they feel... They probably they've... won't. They've got their own little niche, haven't they? Mm. they? They maybe don't need to. Maybe they think they've got enough bigger boy games in the library now to kind of justify that. They've got Skyrim, check. Yeah, but that's only going to last so long, isn't it? I've got it? that on a calculator. Yeah. So it had to come to the Switch. Yeah, a bit I, interesting I, I year for them to see what they do to combat the big releases next year. They're going to need some heavy hitters, aren't they? This is what I'm thinking. They've, they've done this before. They've come out of the gates hard and then it's all drifted off and even they forgot they've got a console out. Mm, I don't think that'll happen, but we'll This see. has been successful enough for that not to happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, already. Uh, Autonauts, PC, October 17th. You are responsible for colonising uninhabited planets. Start from nothing and harness natural resources to build a robot empire that can be taught anything. Automation is the name of the game. Progress through the technological ages, automate life, and achieve absolute autonomy. Uh, ever heard about that? No, not heard of that one. 486 Gaming PC game. <laughs> what you got um, next? In Trident, is that? Itchidant. Itchidant. Itchidant R, available on the Switch. Another Sega Ages series for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, push the limits of your brain and your coordination by hunting for hidden vampires, conducting an orchestra, warping your way through mazes, shooting down UFOs, and much more across 20 widely varied minigames. Get both puzzle and action in one game with Sega Ages. Uh, what, what, have, uh, what have you got next? I just put my uh, the wrong part of my script <laughs> down. Um, kind, PC, PS4, Xbox and Switch, October 17th. A challenging 3D puzzle game about music, machines and dream. October 17th, mm. as I say. Little Big Workshop, PC, October 17th. Manage your workers, stations, machines and create awesome stuff as your Little Big Workshop grows into a dream factory. Uh, also, we've got Monkey King, Hero is Back. On the PC and PS4, October 17th, the curtain rises on yet another never-before-seen Chinese myth. A new saga in the journey to the West based on the original CG movie that became an unprecedented box office smash in China. This unique episode will be playable in exciting kung fu action-adventure game. Mm-hmm. Stranded Sails, Explorers of the Cursed Island. I wish this was on Vita, Tom, I really do. It sounds yeah. perfect for it. PS4, Xbox, Switch, October 17th. Stranded Sails is an open-world exploration farming adventure full of discoveries and quests. Along with your crew, you are shipwrecked on a mysterious archipelago. Now it's up to you to secure your survival and solve the mysteries deep in the heart of the islands. And finally, 
escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Strikes Again, No More Heroes, Complete Edition on PC and PS4, <coughs> October 17th. Travis Strikes Again, Beam Katana Charged and Ready. He's been sucked into the legendary Death Drive Mark II games console where anyone else who collects all the Death Balls has their wishes granted. Or do they? Mm-hmm. Meg Aquarium, PS4, Xbox, Switch, October 18th. Hold on the brakes, pull them on hard. Stop. Nearly made a serious boo-boo. Tom, what's your VHS take-home for the week? Oh, no. Look at your face. You're like, oh, God, what have we done? What have we said? No, you put me on Is that Michael Jackson joke still in the show? I think it is. Yeah. Well, it's going to have to be Moonwalker on the, on the VHS then, isn't it? <laughs> My friend, I tell you what, that's not just a hairdo. It's a space to stash an enormously <laughs> large brain. Uh, Mega Aquarium, PS4, Xbox and Switch, October 18th. A theme park management tycoon game with an aquatic twist. Design your displays, look after your fish, manage your staff and keep your guests happy. It's all in a day's work as the creator of your very own Mega Aquarium. Ah, is this um, your mummy mummy uh, no I've had mine but what about your shares a, in Nintendo they're going to yeah I need to uh, double down on this it looks like the Wii balance I, board is returning I would but love under to another see name you, I think if we ever did a YouTube video it should be you <laughs> in a pair of Mario Y fronts playing <laughs> Ring Fit Adventure on the Switch I don't think that's going to promote IGN, the show very well I watched an IGN well. review of this earlier and I watched <laughs> the guy you? in some really outlandish fitness gear <laughs> shorts and a headband uh, squatting too much. I've got a short shorts, so you just let me know when. Rincon accessory and ring fit adventure for the Nintendo Switch out what? today. <laughs> An adventure that keeps you moving with a Rincon in hand and leg strap equipped. It's time to set out on a fitness filled quest. Explore a fantasy adventure world to defeat bodybuilding dragon and his minions using real life exercises and ring fit adventure. A fitness video game for Nintendo Switch. Jog in a place to traverse grass swept plains. Do overhead shoulder presses to attack enemies and strike some yoga poses to refill your health meter. So, going to be an interesting one to see where they, where that ends up. Well, that's probably going to make sure that every grandma from here and from <laughs> Land's End to John O'Groats, Tom has got a switch and that controller, but the only thing the machine gets used for is Sammy to play Fortnite when he comes around on a Sunday afternoon and doesn't want to be there and he's forced to eat pickled egg. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Those that paid attention at the top end of the show, Tom, know that we're now at the start of the uh, the section that we like to say, "What are you open to play?" Um, ooh. Apex Legends. Um, and then why are you all of a sudden into this free to play game? Uh, this is a good online free shooter until Modern Warfare comes out, which will be out next Friday. So that means there will be a show on Friday. Oh, yes. You yeah. better drag your sorry ass around here and get the show recorded. Mm. Yeah. I'm away Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, yeah. Straight up true it. story. Oh, God. And it involves <laughs> full nighttime working, too. 
Oh, no. So, you and James might need to knuckle down. No script next week. No show <laughs> next week. Having a week off to play COD. Oh, so that'll be me doing another one-man. No, we don't need to do any one-man. No, we do need to do a one-man show next week. It's the Halloween show. It's the one everyone's hyped for. It's that one where we go through the token joking game. Top five scary games. Stand by while you talk (laughs) about some game you haven't played, like Project Zero, and I waffle on about how great Resident Evil 1 was when it first came out. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what else I'll be playing this week. A little bit of Overwatch on Switch. That's it. What about have, you? Have you finished Fire Emblem's Three Houses on no, Switch? No, no. Did you finish Astral Chain? Yes, other than the epilogue. So then, no. I've got too much backlog. You only know. own four games. How can you have a backlog <laughs> with that? And you finished one of them. I know yeah. that for sure. I get sucked into the cycle of playing like the online games. Just so the law of the show stands up, Tom, you are... You are the self-proclaimed finisher of games who so far <laughs> since making the statement hasn't finished one game. Um, no, I haven't even finished um, uh, Link's Awakening. <laughs> no. I did play that this week as well. I got was that because it was... By the time... I've, I finally found, I've got to the dungeon. The oh, he's woke up at 144. The f- oh, wow. The face dungeon was the one that stuck to me. Better gamer than you gave your younger self credit for before he got yeah. addicted to guides. He had yeah. a little bit of spark in him, didn't he? He was yeah. a gamer. Was a gamer monkey. <laughs> what are you hoping to play? Have you finished? Yeah, nothing else really for me. And you've remembered? I think you only cut it short because I said we'd been one hour 44. Mm. Cut it now, throat shot. <laughs> it's dead to me. I don't want any more show. I don't want to be on it anymore. My egg is. <laughs> over boiling as we speak I want soldiers Monty give me my blanket oh, I've got to ask that idiot what he's hoping to play well I'll tell you Tom I'll tell you Um. <clears throat> ah well we're not going to the cabin in the woods which probably would make more sense this end of August but you know what I'm like unconventional <laughs> at best <laughs> So I'm this weekend probably. Is gonna, it harvest time? End of August. Yeah, October. It's October. Yeah. What did I say? The end August. Of, <laughs> end of Halloween. I didn't, you said end of August. Never mind. I've got an excuse. I've been trapped in an underground bunker with a woman with a glass eye because of your rage, Lord Ponselbury, and a spilt bucket of creosote. What's your excuse? Celebrity status. <laughs> Celebrity problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't Someone know mixed me like. blue M&M's with me red M&M's and it's just not a good week. I came in, the show didn't have a red ribbon round, so you slapped no. me around the face. You yeah. kicked James because you're legally allowed to because he's your property, as you remind us, week in, week out. Been working on them thigh kicks from uh, Sensei Rios. Sen- <laughs> Sen- you want to be careful. Packing. You don't get the black belt upgrade from Devin Zilla. He's got a mighty, fearsome front kick. He has. He Your has. shin broken into a thousand pieces. Like a breadstick in a blender. <laughs> That's what it'd be like you taking <laughs> the two horn swoggles of the show taking you down. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Love what it. am I hoping to play? Yes. Dark Souls, Grand Theft Auto 4. Don't ask me why I don't play new stuff. I played the new game last week and finished it. Bought the team theme tune, wrote the theme tune. 
I He's will the go, guy who finishes games. I will go looking. I will get the platinum on that before we're done, by the way. So by this time next week, that will have dropped in its entirety. Okay. That's my word to you. Pro gamer, I bow to you. Mm. What else am I hoping to play? Just some random retro game that's probably going to cause you so much offence that you sick live on air. So I'm not even going to grace. I might, you know, play a bit of Red Dead Redemption 1. (laughs) (laughs) Which technically is Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, that's crazy logic. Yeah, I don't... I was wondering where you were going with that. Maybe there'll be a remaster of one out next week. Shadow drop, boom. Well, that'll certainly give you something to talk about, won't it? It certainly would. I'd do a show on my own about that. On the Friday that on the Friday COD comes out, I'm doing a one man show about Red Dead Redemption the reboot. Wow. Bold. Can't wait to see that for myself. Tom? Do you think that's all you've got? It is. You got nothing more to offer? No. Throwing it all on the line. Wow. Like a true artist, he's left nothing <laughs> behind today. Every <laughs> single facet and gamut of his audio performance has been explored. <laughs> his body wrenched and broken on the floor of the bunker. He's spent, ladies and gentlemen. Because he gives everything to this show. And that's all we have time for this week. As always, thank you for your time. We look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. And remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. Tom, see you soon. Au revoir.